Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that's refreshed reinvigorated other words for back my name is greg tupper i'm the managing editor of dave campbell's texas football magazine texasfootball.com a corresponding website thank you for spending part of your day with us whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on facebook or you listen to us on the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice either way thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i am sitting here sitting over there at the helm today back in the saddle Making us sound good. Representing the R.I.P. Dallas Renegades <laughs> is the Duchess of the Dorks, Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Howdy. I do. I have my Renegade shirt on. How was your 4th of July? I know that's your sacred holiday. It is my sacred holiday. It was good. Uh, a lot of it was still spent unpacking boxes and, and getting stuff Yuck. set up. Um, but, no, it was good. Grilled some hamburgers, hot dogs. Slam yeah. a little bit. So, yeah, safe and sound and masked. Good. good How job. was yours? It's good. Had a good time. Good. Nice. Today is Monday, July 6th, 2020, 143 days till Thanksgiving, episode 97, 987, the number of at-bats from Mike Stanley in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, friends, we are going to talk about uh, something that I think has caught a little bit of, like, momentum. Mm -hmm. I don't really know why. I think it's because we need something to talk about. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, The idea of moving football season to the spring in the wake of COVID-19. We're going to talk about that. I don't know if I'm going to, you all are going to agree with my take on it. But then back half of the show, got a great guest. We're going to go to another time zone, out to the mountain time zone, talk to the head coach uh, of the um, of the El Paso Eastlake Falcons. We're going to be joined by Coach Ruben Rodriguez. He will join us coming up here at the back half of the program if you stay tuned with that. So a couple of things off the top. Uh, thanks to the guy who called our pre-show trash in the in the comments. Heck yeah, man! Bring it on. That's that's the content we want. Hard agree. Oh yeah. Hard agree. We, this whole show is trash. Welcome, welcome to our lives. Yeah. What do you What like, do you think we're doing are you, here? Are you new here? <laughs> you must be new here. <laughs> welcome um, in. Welcome in. <laughs> Stay a while. Um, so, a couple things. Uh, one thing to note, and I think it's you know. I've told you guys before that like it's not it's been 986 episodes and I haven't lied to you yet, and so I'm not going to continue to lie to you. Uh, here's a situation here at Dave Campbell's. We are back working remote. We've closed the office again. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're probably thinking, well, that doesn't look like your house, dummy. 
<laughs> like, what? I am confused. Why, why are you guys doing in the studio? So Pickle and I are coming in every day and doing the show. Mm-hmm. We are basically working here, what, 1030 to 2? Yeah. Like, we're coming in here to do the work we have to do, but we're not staying here uh, very long. Mm-hmm. We're the only ones in the office. Actually, that's not true. Uh, Adam, our president, is in the office as well today because he's got to knock out a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. But we are closed. The office is closed because of the kind of the rising case numbers and, and COVID-19 and blah, 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 blah. Um, we are wearing masks while we're in here because we listen to the governor. And uh, But there is a – if you're actively broadcasting, you don't have to wear a mask. And here we are actively broadcasting. So, uh, But we're going to put pop it back on. Where's my mask? Did I leave it back in my – I think it left on my desk. Oh, no. I'm going to have to walk back to my desk. I got mine. There. Good job. I'm on top of things. So – that's all of that is to say that if you order something from texasfootball.com, like you become a subscriber, it may take like an extra day for the magazine to get in the mail for you because we're kind of like working on a skeleton crew, people coming in and out. So give us a little bit of grace there. Uh, but we will fulfill your orders. We're still fulfilling orders and things like that. It just may take an extra second. We've so. got a question too. Uh, is is Ish ever coming back? And that's the thing is, guys, where you it, it's just Tepper and I coming back for right now, just to yeah. keep down numbers, keep everything safe. We so. might we might try to zoom in Ish at some point. Yeah, get him because I know y'all miss stuff. him. But but uh, yeah, for now we're trying to keep numbers low here in the office and stuff like that, and do our part to slow the spread. Yes. So you should be doing your part to slow the spread too. We're all in this together. Contrary to what other people may say, we are all in this together. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit. About something that caught a, caught some head caught some some um, some wind in its sails. That's what I was looking for uh, over the over the past like week, mm-hmm. which is the idea of moving football to the spring. Now, Jason Lavorn, who is the head coach at Dallas First Baptist, kind of put out this, and he sent it to me and a number of other people. Uh, the idea of like here is how you could flop the high school football. Um, or the high school sports calendar mm-hmm. because the idea is that there's a lot of sports that are a lot more naturally socially distanced in the sp- in the fall. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, that, that happened in the spring. spring things like yeah. track, golf, golf tennis. tennis, things like that. Uh, whereas a lot of the more um, contact. contact sports and, and close-knit sports, football, basketball, etc., that you can't naturally social distance are in the fall. Um, and then... Um, that this kind of caught caught wind. Um, the the uh, the Dallas Morning News, I think it was Kevin Sherrington, wrote an article about could football move to the spring, et cetera, et cetera. Um, here is here's a couple of things. One, I know that the UIL is considering all options. Okay, so this is certainly something that's on their radar as an option. That said. I think that that would represent a pretty radical shift. Mm -hmm. And from what, just knowing the UIL and how they tend to operate, I have a hard time believing that their first option would be the most radical shift. Mm -hmm. They tend to be pretty meticulous in like steps. And that's not to say they wouldn't consider it, but I have a hard time believing that that would be their first option. And they'll be like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. Furthermore, and, and, and this is kind of what it kind of gets back to, and I freely recognize that we are a high school football and college football show. Like, I realize the irony in what I'm going to say, mm-hmm. okay? I want to be clear about that. I understand what I'm about to say. It's not always all about football. 
Oh my god. He said it. Ah. He pressed the ah. red button. Ah. <laughs> I know. But it's true. And and especially when you're dealing especially when you're talking about the UIL, the UIL is the governing body not just for high school football. We know them obviously as the governing body of high school football because high school football is the straw that stirs the drink. It is the biggest thing in the state of Texas. But they are also for tennis and for golf and for volleyball and for academics and for track and for band and for all of these things. Mm -hmm. And they have to consider all of that. So what I don't like is the idea of flopping the sports because in a lot of ways, we don't know for a couple of things, a couple of reasons. One we don't know that the spring is going to be a whole lot better than the fall. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know that for a fact. We hope that it is, and we are, we are uh, you know, optimistic that it will be. Mm-hmm. But we don't know that moving football to January is going to then, like, make it so it can go off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Right? Secondly, I want you to think about the number of... Okay, Pickle, you went to Lano, right? Yep. Okay, Lano, um, is it a 4A school, 3A school? 3A now. 3A school, 3A school. I put the two, I don't know why. We had less than 500 kids in the high school. Right, okay. How many of your football players also played baseball? Everything. Everyone they played everyone. Played everything. Played everything. Yeah. So if you are just going to say we're moving football to the, to the spring, mm-hmm. you're basically asking a lot of athletes to choose. Right. What sport they want to play. Now, is that the worst thing in the world? No, that's not the worst thing in the world. But it is something certainly to consider that, yes, at big schools, you've got guys who just play basketball or guys who just play mm-hmm. baseball or guys who just it play football. It does not work that way. But there is a lot of schools that, are, that, that have multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, I want you to think about a junior track athlete. Mm-hmm. Okay. A junior, a guy who are now going to be a senior track athlete. And she just had her junior season canceled because they shut down the rest of spring sports in right around spring break, like March, middle of March. I need to get that date on there. Uh, probably commit to memory. Get the, you know, th- she just had her track season for her junior year dismantled. If you move her track season to the fall, Right? Mm-hmm. The idea of flip-flopping. If you move it to the fall, A, she's got to get ready. Now. Now. And she, you know, like, and, and time is ticking then. She is not prepared for it right now. And that would that would hurt her. Mm-hmm. And B, there's no guarantee that it's going to happen. I was going to say, Tony, Tony Blaylock said it literally perfectly in the comments. He goes, I really don't think flopping makes sense if it's all about schools being in session. Schools are more likely to not be in session in the fall than those sports would right. lose their season for two so, years for in a row. For two years in a row. And at that point, and I understand, look, again, I realize the irony of me, a guy wearing over here a football (laughs) like the word football on his chest i recognize the irony of me saying that we have to think of other sports besides football but we do but and that's the thing is it's not we're not talking college specifically right right now where these kids are on scholarships football brings in the most money yes it might still bring in a little bit of the most money but the thing about it is these kids all deserve the same chance because you're only in high school once you can only be there four years and this is a big point where this is the only time that most of these kids are going to be able to play so right, and so from a high school perspective, I don't think it makes a ton of sense. Mm. Okay, that's me. The college is a little bit easier, yes, 
because what you're saying is, look, it's unlikely to happen. If you if you believe that it's unlikely to happen in the fall, I'm still cautiously optimistic about the fall, mm-hmm. but I'm also more of a glass half full type guy generally. I understand people who are who are super pessimistic about it. I get it, right? right. That's just my opinion. College does make a little bit more sense mm-hmm. in the sense that those guys are only ninety nine point nine percent of them are only playing one sport. Yes, right. They're only there for football. You are then making it more likely that it's going to it's going to be in there. And furthermore, it is a lot more plainly evident there that it's about the money. The money, yeah. The money, like. I'm not here to tell you that there's nothing in te- in high school football that's about the money mm-hmm. because I'm not, you know, I'm not naive. Like it's a revenue driver right. for a lot of school districts, but it is worth mentioning that like it's a lot more plain and I think understood that college football is is more about the money. That's why the NFL, the NFL is going to play a season in twenty in in this like next twelve months come hell or high water Mm -hmm. they're gonna do it because there's too much money at stake oh yeah they're gonna do it college football they have a little bit more flexibility Mm -hmm. in high school football i'm just not sure that necessarily plays now look what does that mean we don't know and that's the big thing by the way there was a tweet going around yesterday uh, like a a tweet from a a quote from dr bright up from the uil um about like hey he says that we're planning on uh uil executive director dr charles Brightup says we're that, that that they're planning on starting on time and playing a full season that is true that is also th- like three weeks old yeah, and it got recirculated for some reason i'm like this is not new like that's always been their plan but they there's nothing confirmed about it that there, there's nothing confirmed nothing canceled anything it's just kind of is what it is the schedule is unchanged mm-hmm. but my point is I think we have to kind of treat football as like it's going to operate differently in, in different sectors too. Like the NFL is going to operate differently than college football and college football is going to operate differently than high school football. Mm-hmm. And I think that while the NFL could move to the spring and it would not be that big of a deal, yeah, college football could move to the spring and it would be a deal but not necessarily a, a game changer. Mm-hmm. High school football moving to the spring would be really, really like there's a lot of different landmines there. Well, and, and this is and, and we're dealing in a situation where there are no good solutions. There's only bad solutions and we're looking for the best, best bad, bad solution. <laughs> but that's kind of my take on it, is that is that I just don't necessarily think that it's I think there's a lot of landmines with moving with, with saying we're gonna move football to fall because by the way, there's no guarantee that we're playing in the fall anymore or in the spring anyway. Anyway, yeah. The other thing that I was I was talking to a buddy about this the other day that would be crazy too, and I know that we say, Okay, look, we're looking for, like you said, the best bad solution right now. Right. Man, can you think about the strain that that's gonna put on those athletes? I mean, whether it's college football, I mean NFL's one thing, but college football or high school football of moving that to the spring because yep. say you finish your season around may then what are you supposed to do take two three weeks off start summer workouts and then start another season right there i mean yes those kids are young they're agile their their bodies will be fine but man college athletics i think about that in particular that puts a strain on for sure and most importantly won't somebody think about magazine production Thank you, God. That's all we're at. <laughs> Somebody, who's the real I've def- losers of twenty twenty? I definitely thought about that. Like, if football season does move to the spring, and this is not, this doesn't necessarily color my opinion. I'm, I'm, you know, but I will say that, like, thought about. I was like, man, if we have to put together a magazine, like, while the season's it's still going, going on, on, yeah, that'd be wild. We'd figure it out, but it's like that's something I've definitely thought about. Oh yeah. Anyway, there's some thoughts for me um, on on moving football to the spring. I think that it's not quite as simple as everybody says it is, mm-hmm. and we need to make sure we're considerate of not only 
athletes, but also like not only football athletes, but also all the all athletes. athletes. That's my take. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. You can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. So the magazine, I believe, is starting to hit shelves around the state. They're start, it's starting to be on store shelves. Uh, I can't guarantee it's at every store right now. The only way that I can guarantee that you can get the magazine in your mailbox is if you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, we will get you all hooked up. We'll mail it to you. Um, but we are very, very excited about that. Um, and so please consider becoming Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You also get a bunch of online content. Um, and um, including access to our archives, things like that. I gotta update those archives. Yep. We'll get the 2019, 2020 editions up. I think this week. So there is all of that. Become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. We would really, really appreciate it. Yes, we would. Pickle, let's go to the hotline, and let's bring in the head coach of the El Paso Eastlake Falcons. We are joined by Coach Ruben Rodriguez. Coach, how are you? Uh oh, pickle. What'd you do? Pickle. I'm fixing it. Are you fixing it, Coach? Do you read me? Yes. Got him. There we Thank go. Thank goodness. Sorry. Uh, I dropped my phone. That's probably fun. why. We're good. Uh, <laughs> Coach, how are things in beautiful El Paso, Texas? Uh, they're going well. We're having a lot of hot weather out here. It's it's gonna look like it's gonna rain, so we're a little bit excited for that. But it's going well. Yeah, that that uh, sounds like it would be uh, a welcome a welcome respite now from especially here in the the deep summer. Um, Coach, I want to ask you a little bit about um, taking over there at at, at East Lake. You took over late in the summer last year uh, in in June uh, when when Coach JJ Calderon uh, took over at, at the Scoro ISD athletic director job. Um, right. I'm 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 interested. Obviously, you haven't had like a full off season this year because of 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 circumstances. But do you do you feel more comfortable now in the job than you did uh, a year ago when when you got it? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, time takes care of all that. And you know, unfortunately, we were cut short this spring and didn't have an opportunity for spring ball. But uh, one thing is one thing to note is that. I've been with the program for 10 years. Coach Cal and I have worked together for 20 years or so. And so when we came over to East Lake, we came over. He, he did me a favor and gave me a job. Um, so we we had a big hand in what was going on with, with our kids. And the, there was a lot of, you know, familiar situations with what we were trying to do and what we were trying to go with the program. Uh, we expected a great year last year. And, you know, they capitalized that. The kids played really well, responded well. It was a slight adjustment period to the – all the paperwork and all the other duties that come with the position. But as far as it being comfortable with football, it's 100% full goal now. Did, did you feel like, kind of looking at the way your, your season went on, did you feel like, it seems to me that, that, that you guys grew every week. And, and it seemed like as you guys were getting later in the year, you guys were, were playing your, your best ball. Did, did, was that the feeling kind of within the locker room, within the coaches' office as well? Yeah, the one thing that that... that needed to be you know we we had a rhino leave us and he had missed a big portion of his sophomore year and he needed to get adjusted and it didn't help that we were missing some some key components in the offense and 
missing a couple of guys on defense. So, you know, we knew where we wanted to be at a certain point of the year and obviously playing the best that we could during district. But in not having to rush guys back from injury, that was a big part of our plan. And, you know, once we were able to get everybody going and firing in all cylinders, you know, it, it, it paid off for us, obviously, being able to win the district championship. You guys are, um, you know, I, I mentioned it was the an odd off season. I'm always interested in, in hearing from coaches about how you guys were able to, how you're able to stay connected with your guys. Um, you know, obviously right now, you know, things are, are, are strange. You guys weren't able to get together, uh, you know, during spring football. Um, how how were you staying connected with your guys, and, and how was this off season uh, maybe different from other off seasons you've been involved in? Well, obviously, you know, the, 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 the COVID-19 situation didn't help very much. And so we did as best we could. Uh, we, we logged on to Zoom and, you know, we kind of stayed committed to the plan that we had. We had our offseason start, you know, December 1st, and we had 26 weeks to prepare ourselves for spring ball. When that time frame came around to spring ball. Obviously, we were already, you know, on a delay and we continued with it. Uh, we obviously needed to get real, real creative with the Zoom meetings and stuff like that, but our insurgent schedule, both for offense and defense, were really, really put in place. You know, there was obviously no tackling and no one-on-one drills or anything like that, but we, I felt like we got a lot better, you know, with what we had to deal with and, and how we made it work. We're talking with Ruben Rodriguez, the head coach of the El Paso East Lake Falcons here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Uh, coach, you mentioned his name a little bit earlier, but uh, but the, the name to know for your squad is Orion Olivas, your, your outstanding quarterback um, who was a 3,800-yard passer. You know, he was just sensational for you guys last year. Uh, it, it, he strikes me as the kind of guy that, you know, I, I say this all the time, that if, if he were putting up these types of numbers in the DFW Metroplex, everybody would go and gaga over him. Um, you're the guy who gets to see him every day in practice. If you haven't seen his film, I, I, I recommend our viewers go and check out his film. Orion Olivas is an outstanding quarterback. But you're the guy who gets to see him every day in practice. What is it uh, about Orion that, that really makes him special? You know what? He, he, he's, got the, he's got a great mentality. You know, he, his, his parents and, and himself have really committed themselves to, to being the best football player that he can be. And he's actually a really good basketball player. He's probably one of the top ten players in the state in this class. Um, and that's something that, that really helps him on the field. He's a hard worker. You know, he's always real, real competitive in what he does. You know, he kind of feels a little bit under-recruited to a certain extent. But that's something that hopefully, if you know, once we get going, some, some other people will come. I know he's committed to Houston Baptist, but he's got a great work ethic. He's a great leader. He's a great kid in the community. He's really involved in what we're doing for, you know, the long-haul plan for our program as far as getting better, you know, and competing at a higher level. And also being, being visual – visual in the in the community is important for him and he's just really a guy that comes around once in a while uh, i can't say that you know hopefully they can prove me wrong but i don't know that we'll have another player like <laughs> that come around east lake for a while uh I want to talk a little bit about your defense. You know, last year there were there were times where your defense flashed and really looked like things were getting put together, and other times where they, they struggled a little bit. How do you guys take that next step defensively? Because it seems like to me, if if you guys, especially with the offensive firepower you're going to be bring back, if that defense can take a next step, then it seems like you guys are are really cooking with gas. What do you? How do you guys take that next step defensively? Well, you know, like I said, that this this kind of put a little bit dapper. I think this spring would have been really big for what we want to do with our kids defensively. But, you know, the inexperience got us early. You know, we did lose, lose a big defensive tackle in Rolando Beltran um, to graduation. But we returned a big portion of, 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 uh, of the defense, you know, primarily in the secondary where we actually started three sophomores. 
you know, those guys have gained a year of experience and our linebacker core is really, really experienced. Um, and the, 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 the concern right now is up front depth wise, you know, we got to be able to play better up front, but I think that, you know, going over to an out front and, 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 and making a 100% commitment to, to that front and, and the schemes, I think kids have really bought in and, you know, our experience at that side of the ball is going to be a big, a big reason of why we'll have some success this year. Uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about realignment. You guys are, are making the move up from uh, from 5A up to, to Class 6A. Um, you're, you're thrown in District 1 with, uh, you know, the, the other El Paso, you know, the El Paso 6A district with, you know, uh, Americas and Eastwood and Montwood and Franklin, you know, a lot of the heavy hitters, uh, Pebble Hills, uh, a lot of the heavy hitters there in the El Paso district. Uh, uh, seen, you know, this is this is a district that has six teams that made the playoffs last year. Only four can make the playoffs this year. Um, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's that's a big push. I mean, there's a lot of parity in the district. I like our chances. Um, I, I know we're up for the challenge. We prepared ourselves over the last couple of years. Coach Calderon did a good job of. Uh, getting us to play those schools and get familiar with, with with what's going on in that district, but we're excited about the opportunity. I don't think a lot of people are excited about us coming in the sense of <laughs> you guys being able to give us some some credit and 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 acknowledge the 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 type of team that we're capable of being. But you know it's going to be a battle. You know I, I think that with Eastwood moving up with us as well, and then and then the parity that was already there, and the great players in the district. You know I think that. You know, it's going to be a great challenge, but, you know, we're excited. We're excited. We're ready to get it on and, and, and play it week by week and, you know, just try to win as many as we can. And I know that you guys are, you know, especially there with the, the, the coaching staff and, and that you guys have. I know you, you're looking at this district and, and, and there's a lot of good teams. There are a lot of really well-coached teams there uh, in District 16A. Uh, do you, what do you, is this a conversation you're having with, with your players about moving up to 6A? Is that something you're talking about? Or is it just six inches in front of your nose, take care of what we can take care of? You know what? It's 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 a little bit of both. You know, I think they understand that, and you know, we're we're an up and coming uh, area in El Paso, so we're we're starting to populate ourselves with 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 more kids, which obviously makes us move up in classification. But this was a long time coming. I think we just missed the realignment to six A the, the 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 last two years ago, and we just tell our kids we got to be ready to play. You know, it doesn't really matter who we're playing, and you know, no disrespect to opponents or anything like that. But we're looking at week one. Hopefully we're scheduled to play on time and, and get ready for that and just get better every week like we did last year and put ourselves in a position to you know, make the state playoffs. He's Ruben Rodriguez. He's the head coach of the El Paso Eastlake Falcons. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on a fantastic 2019 season. Uh, awesome. please, ta- please take care and uh, best of luck down the road. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and go Falcons. There he goes, Ruben Rodriguez, the head coach of the El Paso Eastlake Falcons. Calling us from the past. It's only eleven thirty-one there. Whoa! It's still the morning. That's always something that whenever <laughs> I book a coach from El Paso, and I made that mistake like twice. First time I booked a coach from El Paso, Ooh, you I said made the, the wrong mistake. Time. I was like, I was like, hey, coach, we'll call you around twelve fifteen. It's like great, fantastic. 11-15. And then like, and then like eleven fifteen, his phone rings. He's like, no, you said twelve fifteen. I'm like, you uh, dummy, do you not understand time? <laughs> uh, no, coach, I don't. I think time, I, I just don't understand. <laughs> anyway, uh, but we appreciate Coach Ruben Rodriguez. Excited to see what they do. We have them slated to make the playoffs. That's that's a that's a as I mentioned, you got six teams that made the playoffs, and and it's 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 and by the way, one of those teams that didn't make the playoffs is Coronado, mm-hmm. who is like respected as like the 
the preeminent like traditional power there in El right. Paso. So yeah. it's like that's an unbelievable district. It's, that's gonna be fun to that's watch. That's the thing is that like whenever you take because they're in District One Six A and they just they lump because of just the way geography jumps uh, makes it. They just you know they put all the El Paso teams into one Six A district, mm-hmm. and it is just. I mean, it's just going to be a slugfest every single week. I mean, yeah. really, especially those top six. But even if Coronado, if Coronado can put things together, mm-hmm. you know, Socorro's rode the struggle bus a, uh, a bit for the past couple of years. But, well, I know, you know Step is going to – I think it might be week six he's going out to catch a couple of passive yeah. games. And he had said that's probably the week that he's most excited for. I mean, for. that's the thing. It's uh, well, You go, you know, Pebble Hills, Franklin, Montwood, Eastwood, El- uh, Eastlake, and Americas mm-hmm. all made the playoffs last year. Right. That's – that's that's, that's a, a bloodbath. That's a bloodbath. <laughs> Seriously. So uh, excited to see what what the Falcons of, of El Paso easily can do. We appreciate Coach Ruben Rodriguez for catching up with us. Let's go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment: the final thoughts. Uh, yeah, John Purcell brought up a fantastic point when we were talking about we need to think of all UIL activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to think of the mariachi competition oh and God. know that I need you all to wear your stinking mask yes. so your girl can go back down to the RGV yes. in February. Like, dude, come on. Won't somebody come please on. think of Pickle? <laughs> this is... I, let's think you, about the... Let's wash think your of, hands. Let's think about... Wear your stinking mask. <laughs> there wear, are bigger wear, issues here. <laughs> wear a mask so that Pickle can go watch mariachi. Like, if you, can't, if you can't get on board with that, like, you're unreachable, okay? <laughs> That's, like, the most compelling case for wearing a mask that I've heard. Thank you. Is so that Pickle can go. Thank you, John, for, to, for speaking for the truth. For speaking truth to power. God. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> I know. That's, uh, yeah. Anyway. That's an ender. That's good to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Thanks again to Ruby Rodriguez of El Paso Eastlake for being our guest. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.